welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday. We've got all your Tuesday night NBA action covered. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Dave Schilling, joined by Big Waz, Rob Lopez, putting the chain back on this bicycle. Coming up on the show, DeMarcus Cousins knows, knows when he'll be back. Denver and Miami go down to the wire. And a scary moment for Nerlens Noel. But first, guys, Ryan Saunders is a perfect head coach. Timberwolves 119, Thunder 117 in Oklahoma City. The first game in the Ryan Saunders era. On the first play of the first game, he called his dad's favorite play. Andrew Wiggins scored on it. Andrew Wiggins with a monster game. 40 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Huge second efforts throughout the game. Huge offensive rebound. 18 trips to the free throw line. Big driving kick to Josh Okoge for a late three-pointer. Just really dominated this game. Uh, the Wolves celebrated like crazy after pouring water all over Ryan Saunders, uh, who has been with this team since or since Andrew Wiggins' rookie year. He's been he's been with them for a while as a player development guy, as an assistant coach. Now is taking over, and they're going to give him a chance to win this game, uh, win this job uh, by the end of the season. Was for for this, you know, kind of an emotional win that the Timberwolves need. They're still looking like really looking at the playoffs. They expect to make the playoffs, or at least the owner is gunning for that. Um, So little moments like this can maybe boost them a little bit. Yeah. And when you make a trade, when you make your Jimmy Butler trade and you get back guys like Sarich, guys like uh, Covington, uh, Rocco, I was looking for the I was looking for the stupid um, first and last uh, nickname lazy combo that we've come up with. Um, yeah, when you make a trade for for Jimmy and you get back like guys that can actually help you contribute right now rather than getting future assets, although not to say that these guys aren't future assets, like they won't be good for a long time to come, but like, you know, they weren't searching for picks or, you know, really young, just recently drafted guys. Right. Uh, that's with the message of we're trying to make the playoffs. So, you know, these wins are pretty big and I'm interested to see what uh, Ryan Saunders, you know, can do with this bunch uh towards the end of the season. I don't know anything about him. Obviously, you would know more than I do. But that scene in the locker room after the game would, you know, indicate that these guys actually really like him. Yeah, I I think a lot of people – I got a lot of reaction when I posted Carl Anthony Towns' video from Instagram on Twitter um, of like, oh, they must have – you know, it shows how much they hated Tom Thibodeau. I don't think it does. Like that video shows how much they love Ryan Saunders. I, I'm right. sure – I'm sure they're happy to not be playing for Thibodeau anymore on, on some level, but those guys, those guys love Ryan Saunders. Like they went to his wedding, all that stuff. So um, that's a big, big part of that organization. Dave, Andrew Wiggins with a monster game. He's been a lot better since the, the Jimmy Butler trade, obviously not big nights like this, but he, he's just playing better. Um, what did, what do you see from him? And, and do you think that uh, not that he's going to justify $150 million, but it's not going to be the worst contract in the league. Do you think that's possible? So are you asking if I think he's going to have the worst contract in the league? Or are you asking if I'm asking if he's going to avoid it? Oh, I think so. I mean, I was joking uh, on Twitter that, you know, he's probably happy to not have somebody like Jimmy Butler bullying him all the time. Uh, (laughs) But I mean, I don't think that's that's true. But there is something to be said about Andrew Wiggins having confidence and feeling like he can be the guy or that he has some some say in this team. And, and, you know, I don't looking at another example of, of a coaching change, maybe changing a team and, and, and giving a team, uh, you know, new life, you know, when the warriors, uh, fired Mark Jackson, you can't necessarily say they hated Mark Jackson, but there was something about Steve Kerr that made more sense for the warriors. So maybe this is a situation where it just wasn't the right fit culturally. It didn't make a lot of sense. 
and, and you know, Ryan Saunders can maybe understand them a little bit better. I, he's 32 years old. He's two years yeah, younger I, than me, which is, Wiggins is insane. Not, Wiggins is guaranteed not to have the worst contract in the league, not just because he's an uber-talented guy, but because there's a guy named John Wall who plays in D.C. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to go with Chris Paul. Uh, well, <laughs> 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 there you go, a twofer. Um, in this game, a very scary moment involving Andrew Wiggins when uh, he went up for a dunk uh, against Nerlens Noel. Uh, hit Noel in the face with an elbow as he was jumping forward. Noel collapsed to the floor. He went to the hospital. Uh, Dennis Schroeder was was upset. Um, even got uh, Jeff Teague ejected on uh, a play later on uh, because they were kind of jostling. And Jeff Teague overreacted and and went after him. Uh, but a very scary moment for New Orleans Noel. And hopefully uh, everything's better with him moving forward. Uh, in this game, Russell Westbrook, 25 points, 16 assists, five rebounds for Russell Westbrook in this game. Uh, but he did miss two three pointers on the final possession, uh, just missed a corner three that would have put them up. And then he badly airballed a, a three from the left wing after Steve Adams got the rebound. Uh, Thunder could not tip the ball in uh, on that air ball. Uh, in terms of Carl Anthony Towns, he had uh, foul trouble, finished with 20 points, nine rebounds in 24 minutes. Paul George had 27. Wolves bench had 37 uh, to kind of help things. And, uh, and th- a weird, uh, there was a, this, kind of this weird thing involving the her- whole Nerlens well. So apparently, uh, Dennis Schroeder thought that maybe the wolves were joking around with each other too much while Noel was on the, on the floor at one point. And, uh, guys, I just, I don't remember, uh, I, you know, it's kind of, kind of murky with some of that audio and video after the game. Uh, did Dennis Schroeder, uh, get called gay by Andrew Wiggins? Were you kind of surprised Andrew at the way that Schroeder seemed to take some kind of offense or something? It just seemed like he was pretty wound up. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with him. <laughs> uh, he was just gay. He was acting crazy for no reason. I look right through him. <laughs> He's not someone I look at as a problem. Not at all. I don't know. It's hard for me to tell from his Canadian accent, but I will say I hate when players get injured. It's tough to see a guy go down, especially something as scary as a head neck injury. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention that. It's even worse when it happens to a great Haitian like Nerlens Noel. I hope he gets better. Listen up. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. The back-to-back Wednesday challenge on FanDuel. You go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. Sign up for an account. Put five bucks in. FanDuel is going to put five bucks in. That means you have $10. You can go play a bunch of games, but play the Wednesday challenge for back-to-back with back-to-back listeners. You can play that every single Wednesday. What do you get if you win? You get a chance to come on the mailbag. We're not going to have a mailbag this Friday because everyone's in town for the LA live show, but the next mailbag, you get to come on there. You get to ask questions. You get to answer questions, get to make fun of us. We make fun of you get to do that whole, that whole thing where Jade asks you where you, where you're from and and what ethnicity you are and has, has us guests and all that stuff. So go to fanduelcom slash B2B, sign up, deposit money, play with us and uh, come on the mailbag. Let's get into the news from Tuesday that you'll need for Wednesday. DeMarcus Cousins reportedly has a start date with the Golden State Warriors. Mark Spears is reporting Cousins will make his debut January 18th against the Clippers. Dave, Steve Kerr said that uh, Cousins is a lot closer but doesn't have a specific date. And uh, Cousins will be coming back about a year after that Achilles tear. Um, Obviously, I don't think anyone's expecting him to be the all-star that he was right away when he comes back. But, Dave, what do you think – what do you think of this movement to get Marcus into the mix as they, uh, they try to gear up for the playoffs? Well, I think you have to get him playing at some point, you know, it would be nice. 
ideally for him just to not play until March, April, May, maybe even June. But you can't do that. This team is going to take a while for them to get used to just having him on the team and having an extra weapon, uh, a, a five who can shoot, who's also seven feet tall, or you know, having someone who's maybe not as as quick as Draymond playing that position, or 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 even going back to when when Javale was playing that position last year, who is kind of a slow oaf, as you can see uh, with the Lakers now, but he has athletic ability and that kind of thing. So DeMarcus is going to be a big difference for them at that position. So it's going to take time. I think it's going to take at least a month for them to really get cooking and be able to be at their, their full potential and do as much damage as I think they're going to be capable of doing. Was how much, how much do you think we're going to see the Curry clay KD Draymond cousins lineup throughout the rest of the regular season as they prepare for the playoffs? I don't think DeMarcus Cousins is going to be the kind of person who plays when they need to play their very best lineups because I think he's going to be an extreme uh, defensive liability. And I think offensively that you just get to a point of diminishing returns where it's like a bunch of people. And then, you know, we t- and we talked about this before. Draymond Green, because he can't make a jump shot, is somebody who kind of needs to have the ball in his hands. So, like, when you just have a team full of people who need to have the ball in their hands, um, I just don't like the way that's going to go. Also, man, what I think is interesting, what's most interesting to me is, one, the Warriors know they're not going to re-sign this guy. Two... Boogie um, is in a contract here. He's trying to prove to teams that they were absolutely wrong for being so gun-shy this summer about giving them some money. Um, But it's interesting to me in the sense that one, we know that Bush, Boogie's the one that's absolutely pushing this comeback as soon as possible. And two, like, if this were, like, say, Steph Curry, who just redid his deal to be with the Warriors basically indefinitely, I don't think he'd be coming back right now from the torn Achilles. So it's very interesting, the dynamic of, you know, the reason why I'm coming here is to showcase myself for teams that aren't going to be you guys guaranteed next summer. And, um, you know, too, like, how, how his body's going to respond to that. Yeah, I, I think that I think we're going to see I think he's coming back early because they feel like they need to get him more time to get into shape. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot of him against the second unit. But, yeah, I agree. I don't think I think when they have their best lineups on the floor, it's not going to involve him, at least at least not for a, a, for months, <laughs> if, if ever. Yeah, it's yep. going to be a while. Uh, by the way, the NBA is reviewing the signing of Patrick McCaw by the Cavs after he signed a two-year offer sheet with uh, a non-guaranteed first year for $6 million um, and then was released a week later. The AP is reporting that the Warriors requested this investigation. Steve Kerr says he wasn't aware of it. Uh, Dave, do you think something something kind of uh, sneaky and uh, underhanded happened here in terms of getting Pat McCaw off the restrictive free agency market? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers runs a payday loan company. So, of course, there's something shady going on. How could there not, not be? Not my Dan Gilbert. I just I can't yeah, see it. It's, I just, he's our Dan Gilbert. Right. I, I, I think this is weird what the Warriors are doing here. If they really wanted this kid back, they had the opportunity to match. They had the opportunity to stop this from happening. And they just felt like he wasn't worth the money, man. And it's it's interesting to watch Warriors fans defend this and then cry about, you know, LeBron got Draymond suspended. <laughs> <laughs> One more news item from today. Uh, Walt Frazier was flabbergasted 
at the reaction that he got this summer when he said that Kevin Durant should have an asterisk next to his name for all of his Golden State accomplishments, said he didn't understand the reaction because over the summer uh, he had also said that KD was as good as LeBron and might end up as the best. Uh, Dave, how does Clyde not understand why he got this reaction? Because he's old. (laughs) (laughs) He's not on Twitter, Dave. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't understand that you can't just say things. You know, he's <laughs> used to he's used to talking on local television, you know, local Knicks broadcast on MSG network. He's not used to speaking to the children out there and then on national television all the time. He he doesn't he doesn't get it. So he he made a mistake. He should have to give back his NBA championship ring. Actually, I he think the Knicks give- the Knicks franchise should have to give back their NBA championship. They only have one, so what's the point? Give it to, I don't know, the Wizards. They have two. They have oh, yeah. They have two? Yeah. yeah. Like 70. Or 71 yeah. to 73, something like that. Yeah, 71 to 73. I think. I think he should have to give his championship rings to Kevin Durant. Ooh, there you go. Put an asterisk next to that, dude. I mean, KD would still have zero rings in mind in Stu Gatz's personal record book. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You're ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe you can't make it out to the Los Angeles show on Saturday, but what about the Boston live show March 2nd? That's a Saturday, March 2nd. It's the end of the Sloan Analytics Conference at the Middle East in Boston. Tickets are still on sale. We've got a few tickets left. We're almost sold out on that one. Uh, No VIP unless you get into the Discord. You might be able to get one through there, but general admission is available. Get your tickets soon because they are almost gone. Go to Count the Dings Twitter or Jade Hoy's Twitter, Back to Back Twitter, any of those. We got ticket links there. So, again, Saturday, March 2nd in Boston at the Middle East. Come hang out with us. All right, let's get to the other games from Tuesday night. Pacers 123, Cavaliers 115 in Cleveland. Cavs fought back to make it somewhat respectable, but couldn't get it closer than five down the stretch of the game. Thaddeus Young uh, paced the Pacers with 26 points. Boyan Bogdanovich had 23. Victor Oladipo, 17 points, five assists. Uh, I think it was at 38-16 first quarter for Indianapolis that, uh, that really set the tone for the game. 72 points for Cleveland in the, the comeback attempt in the second half, but couldn't quite get it done. Jordan Clarkson led with 26 points. I'm of the opinion if Jordan Clarkson leaves you leads you in scoring, you're not going to win the game uh, at any level, really. Sixers 132, Wizards 115 in Philadelphia. Second quarter in this game uh, pretty much settled this one. Joel Embiid, 20 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists in 24 minutes. Jimmy Butler had 20 points on 9 shots in 28 minutes. Uh, Landry Shamet with 29 points, career high off the bench. Uh, no J.J. Redick in this one, but the Sixers still shot over 50% from deep. 28 points for Bradley Beal. Wizards had four players off the bench in double figures. Raptors 104, Hawks 101 in Toronto. Dave, Trey Young had a solid game, but on the final possession, he had a layup attempt that would have put the Hawks up uh, with about five seconds left. He missed the layup. Uh, he finished with 19 points on 20 shot attempts. 31 points, six assists, six steals for Kawhi Leonard. Kyle Lowry had 16 points, six assists. Uh, Jeremy Lin, 20 points for the Hawks. And uh, John Collins had 21 and 14. Dave, this Raptors team, I mean, I don't want to hear from Waz on the Raptors. We know he's pretending to like them. But uh, (laughs) even a close win like this over a bad team, it's still what the Raptors are supposed to do. Yeah. I foolishly made a prediction on Twitter today saying that the Bucs we're going to win the Eastern conference and go to the finals. Oh man. That's not foolish. That's dead on, man. I know that, but there is something about this Toronto Raptors basketball team that people love. I know Nitz is basically a Raptors fan now. Doesn't care about the warriors anymore because there's nothing to care about until June, but I still don't see it. I truly do not see it because 
I have seen this basketball team play very well in the regular season and implode. And I know that there are different pieces. There is a Kawhi Leonard in Toronto now, but there is something missing that I cannot put my finger on. And maybe you guys can educate me on what I'm not seeing or what I should be seeing from this team that I'm not seeing. I think what you're just not seeing is, you know, when it comes to somebody like Boston, where people perceive Tatum, I guess Tatum's kind of the only person on that team who's perceived as somebody who could do something to people in the playoffs, right? Like individually. And I don't, and I, you know, to a certain extent, I would say people think that about Middleton as well. I just don't think people see Kyle Lowry that way. Right. So where we know Giannis and Kyrie are blue chippers, you know, we think of the guys around them as not quite blue chippers, but they got guys who can maybe reach blue chip status on one in one or two games in a short series. I think in Toronto, people look at Kyle Lowry and they just don't see him as capable of doing that. And that's kind of a good reason for three years. He's kind of been the opposite of what blue chip means and stands for. Right. Instead of Apple, he's kind of been like. I don't know, a gateway computer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he's been a Dell. He's been a damn <laughs> Dell with capital L's. That's what he's you been know, in the playoffs. Dude, you're I, getting a Lowry. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what you're seeing. I think that's what everybody's seeing with this team. But me as a believer in the team, I think the sum of the parts are more than the – I forget how you say that. No, no. This is what it is. Waz just wants to go to Toronto in June. <laughs> Nuggets 103, Heat 99 in Miami. Nikola Jokic had the game winner with a shot in the lane over Bam Adebayo. That was after Bam scored against him to tie it up. Uh, then he ke- then uh, Kelly Olynyk threw the inbound lob to Josh Richardson, except it went out of bounds. Nuggets ended it with two Jamal Murray free throws. Jokic finished with 29 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. Jamal Murray had 18 points on 19 shots. Uh, Torrey Craig had 11 points and 16 rebounds. Seven different players for the Heat scored in double figures. Deion Waiters led them with 15. Uh, Heat had 55 points from their bench, but only shot 25% from three. Suns 115, Kings 111 in the desert. No Devin Booker in this one. He's out with a back injury. But the Suns, they've been a lot better since December 13th. They're 6-8 and eight in that time, which doesn't sound like a good stretch for most teams. But for the Suns, that's pretty amazing. Kelly Oubre uh, finished with 26 points off the bench to lead Phoenix in this game. Uh, he had a tip dunk that put the Suns up. By, uh, by three points, then Willie Cauley-Stein missed a couple of clutch free throws before the Suns put it away. T.J. Warren, 21 points. DeAndre Ayton, 17 points, 12 rebounds. De'Aaron Fox, 24 points, 5 assists, but he had 8 turnovers in this game. Uh, we had a Ben McLemore signing, guys, with 20 points off the bench in 18 minutes for the Kings. Uh, for those of you who didn't know, Ben McLemore, back on the Kings. And then the Suns finally get to double-digit wins. That was their 10th victory on the season. At the halfway point for the Kings, they fall to one game below 500. They're 20 and 21. Clippers 128, Hornets 109 in Los Angeles. Montrez Harrell went to work in the second half, finished with 23 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists off the bench. Lou Williams had a strong performance with 27 points, 10 assists off the bench. Tobias Harris, 20 points. Daniel Gallinari, 23 points. Malik Monk, 24 for the uh, Hornets off the bench for uh, that team. Kemba Walker struggled pretty big, 13 points on 18 shots as the Hornets lost yet again. And then... In Oracle Arena in Oakland, Warriors 122, Knicks 95. This game was was actually tied 49-49, and then the Warriors just did Warrior stuff. 43 points for Klay Thompson. Steph Curry, only 14 points on 19 shots, but he had 14 assists. KD had 24. Draymond Green with 10 assists, 11 rebounds. Uh, it doesn't really matter what the Knicks did, but was your Knicks 
lose to your Warriors, how do you feel? How's how's that controversy within you? Uh, it's it's great because the Knicks are reaching their aims for once in the last twenty years. They seem to have a coherent plan, which is our best players hurt right now. Why don't we just thank? Oh my God, my first one of the goddamn show. Came so close, was keep oh all this my in. Just that God, up, God. it's so the Knicks. The, it's the goddamn Knicks. Anyway, I think the Knicks, for the first time in such a long time, they seem to have such a clear like plan. But at the same time, that plan is going to be tested this summer in the sense that if they don't get Kyrie, if they don't get KD, who they've obviously keyed in on those two cats, or they don't get Kawhi, who people have said because he owns real estate in like Harlem or something, has an interest in New York or whatever. Um, if they don't get these guys and they don't do – the uh, Amari Stoudemire signing or the Joe Kim Noah signing or the foolish signing of an expensive guy who's not going to do anything as far as add wins to your win column, then we, we, we will have known the Knicks have turned the corner. So either they sign KD, get him to play with Porzingis and this core, if, if we're even calling it a core, whatever this is, or they sign Kyrie or they sign some blue chipper or they do nothing. And they let the rebuild stand pat, right? And I think this summer we're going to see what the new Knicks are actually made for. Are they, you know, headed in a new direction? Let's get to the line of the night. Uh, we got four candidates here. Andrew Wiggins, 40 points, 10 rebounds, four assists. Nikola Jokic, 29, 11, and 10. Kawhi had 36, or I'm sorry, 31 points, six assists, six steals. Klay Thompson, 43, went 7 to 16 from deep. Uh, Dave Schilling, who is your line of the night? Oh man, just from this game or in general? I mean, from any game, any game today. Okay, uh, let's. I'm gonna go with Steph Curry just because 14 assists for my man. Okay, I, I'm a big. I'm a big. I love to to drop dimes. You do. That's what I do. I set them up, and then you knock them down, Zach. That's the that's the move, Big Waz. Who's got your line of the night? Dave's a petty drug dealer, guys. Uh, my line tonight is probably Andrew Wiggins, not just because you can tell he's being – and I hate when basketball players describe their game as I was aggressive tonight, but he was aggressive, right? Like he's attacking the paint. Um, he's attacking the boards, which he just does not do enough. Somebody with his length, his athleticism, he should be getting – Every single rebound, you know, so it's nice to see Wiggins attack the boards, attack the rack, um, you know, and attack players post game. Uh, I'm going to go sentimental. Ryan Saunders, 1-0. That's my line of the night. How about that? Go get him, kid. Make sure you like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash count the dings, like it, share it, do all that good stuff. Uh, subscribe to the back to back podcast feed. Uh, we've got a good episode from Tuesday. We talked about all kinds of stuff, including Derek Rose, R. Kelly, uh, all kinds of good stuff. Big Wiles is great on it. Go subscribe to the black opinions matter Monday feed. Find it on all podcast platforms, subscribe, rate review. Uh, also don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, the daily ding. We've got uh key Fahey's NFL pod, the interceptable, which has a great co-host named Zach Harper. We've got the house of Strauss. We've got pack your knives, do all that stuff. And if you're here, 
If you're here in Los Angeles, hopefully we will see you either Thursday or Friday or at the live show on Saturday at the Bootleg Theater. Tickets are gone, so you either got to get in the secondary market or, uh, I don't know, just try to sneak in or something. But come see us on Saturday in Los Angeles at the Bootleg Theater. Thanks for waking up with us. Thanks for uh, brushing your teeth while you listen to this, eating your egos, taking your medicine, all that good stuff. Uh, Waz, you got a ding-ding for me? Do-do-do-do-do. Ding-ding. Keep on rocking in the free world and do-do-loo-do. Boom.